What's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. How's it going, guys? And joining us today for our off-season talk, Carolina Panthers episode, we have two guests today. We have Sarah and Christine joining us today from their podcast, It's Sports Sis. How are we doing today, girls? Doing great. How about y'all? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Thanks for having us. That's all right, no problem at all. So, girls, I'll let you have a floor a little bit. So, let you explain, uh, you know, introduce yourselves and and about your your podcast as well and your socials and everything. I'll let you girls go ahead and go for that. All right. So, we are, as you said, it's sports sis. So, we kind of have a different take on sports media. Um, We simplify it. So we typically take three to five news events from the week prior and we take snippets of it and kind of digest it for our listeners. So things they should be looking out for. Um, And then we, you know, you're going to hear your significant other talking about X, Y, and Z. This is what it really means. And this is how you join the conversation. So instead of watching ESPN and being just totally blown away with the terminology that they're using. Um, again, we simplified in terms that everybody can understand. Um, as far as our dynamic, I am Sarah. So I'm kind of the sports knowledge behind it's sports. And then Christine, I'll kind of let her talk about herself and introduce herself. Yeah. What's up guys. So I'm Christine. I'm more of like the, I have sports knowledge, but Sarah is definitely the expert of the sis squad. So um, I lean on her to have more of the sports knowledge. I'm more social media and lifestyle. So I kind of take all of her sports knowledge and make it fun and, and cute. cute and cute sometimes. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. So the yin, yin and yang works perfectly. So that's all always that's a good right. one. Sisters. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know if we are in that we're, that we're <laughs> yeah, sisters. actually sisters. Yeah. Which is this part of its sports. So makes sense. <laughs> good, good girls. Now that sounds good. So Everyone that's listening, I'll maybe making sure to tag the girls uh, in all of their stuff, including their podcast. So definitely check it out. Uh, so, girls, we'll get right into it. So, obviously, as you've been from, uh, I believe you're from Charlotte, aren't you, Charlotte, Carolina? So, talking about your Panthers, yep. I think there's a lot more, a lot of bit, bit of opt- optimism. I mean, there always is in our division in the NFC South. Other than, um, I think obviously a big thing that happened last year, McCaffrey getting injured. That's never a good sign. The guy is outstanding pain in the ass to play against as we know as Falcons fans so really quite yeah. annoying that the fact he went out injured obviously Teddy Bridgewater became your starting quarterback you signed him up to a deal you know that there's not I've always liked Teddy when he when he came over to Carolina from from New Orleans I was like okay it's not the, the worst option but didn't really pan out I'm, I'm not sure the front office is really sold on him we'll obviously get into that a little bit later but you know, he did struggle at times, but, you know, there's worse quarterbacks in the league for sure. So it's not the worst on that one. Yeah. Um, so what I always like definitely. to say, Mitch, is Teddy Bridgewater is the best backup quarterback any team can get. He is. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's very accurate. He's not going to make any bomb plays. He's going to stick to, you know, his short five to 10 yard plays. And he's got a very accurate arm. So as you'll see, I mean, our the stats on our receivers are phenomenal. That being said, you know, Christine mentioned earlier when it came to them being under pressure, Teddy just couldn't cut no, the cheese. He doesn't, he doesn't, yeah. yeah. He doesn't perform under pressure at all. And I think that goes to your point. He's such a great backup quarterback because whenever it comes time, 
to that the game winning drives at the end of the games he just doesn't ever perform yeah yeah and I mean that it's and I feel bad for Teddy I do because you know Carolina was split into two fan bases last year right we knew the aura the vibe around the 2020 season was a rebuild we knew it was a rebuild we brought in a new coach Matt Rule we brought in a new offensive quarter um, offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. I mean, we had just gotten rid of Cam. Uh, Luke Keekley had just retired. So it was our first year without Luke Keekley. I mean, there we was lost Greg Olson. We yes. lost Thomas we Davis. Lost Thomas Davis was yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, oh, yeah. So it was just yes. a huge transition year. And to be honest, you know, yes, Christian McCaffrey gets injured, but Mike Davis, who we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, comes up and really steps up. I mean, he run, won us four games in a row of the five games that we ended up winning by the end of the season. And as much as I love Christian McCaffrey, I don't think that he necessarily moves the needle for us. I don't think that he's going to be the difference of whether we're going to be a Super Bowl contending team or not. He's phenomenal. I'm sure for you guys as Atlanta Falcons fans, he's a pain in the ass to play against. <laughs> but that being said, he cannot run us to a Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. We need and a double threat of him and a new quarterback. And if we needed to trade Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson, I'd say, absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Not, not really, not really yeah. the most uh, popular opinion, but um, back to my point about kind of being split into two fan bases, right? The tank for Trevor crowd, the group that was like, <laughs> all right, we're rebuilding. Don't be good. Let's get Trevor. You know, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, yeah. which is not even an hour and a half from Clemson, South Carolina, right? So you've got a huge pool of Clemson fans in Charlotte. Um, you know, a couple of our really good guy friends are Clemson yeah, fans. Die hard Clemson fans. Yeah. They've been cheering against Teddy since the very beginning of the season. <laughs> and then you have fans like Christine and I, who have been with the Carolina Panthers when we were one and 15 and when we were 15 and one, right? I mean, yeah. literally our entire life. Life. So we've been kind of through this ebb and flow of the Panthers season and I could and would never cheer against the Panthers. So we wanted Teddy to do well. So it was like, he was damned if he did, and he was damned if he didn't, right? If yeah. he did well, he didn't do well enough. We didn't win the game. Yeah. If he did bad, you know, he didn't do bad enough. We didn't lose <laughs> enough games. Yeah. And so yeah. it was just like this awful like stuck in between the middle and I yeah just don't think that he's going to be he's not bad enough to obviously not be in the league but he's not good enough um for yeah. our front office to, to, to sign him yeah to a long contract I, you know you touched on all the players you lost there you lost a lot of leaders there at the start of the season yeah. so I think that's probably where a lot of people sort of saying you know we're not going to go and win this year losing all these players so let's just tank get that draft pick I mean as bad as it sounds, we were in this sort of camp on the Atlanta Falcons side at the end yeah. of the year. Last three or four games, we sort of saying, don't win. You know, we, yeah. we do not want to be drafting any higher than we are. Uh, right. so and it's, it's it's a difficult one. For a team when it you're losing difficult. games, because there's no there's no point in going and winning seven or eight games and getting no getting nowhere next season. Right. I mean, right. And in true Atlanta Falcons, I was looking up a few mock drafts before we hopped on, and yeah. I am obsessed. What's the guy's name from North Dakota? Oh, um, Trey Lance. He literally came out of, I feel like nowhere. Do y'all feel the same way? Like maybe I just yeah. haven't been following him, but I'm like, we've heard, you know, all about, about Mac Jones. Him. 
Yes. All about the Ohio state guy. And I, of course, in the last week have fallen in love, um, with this North Dakota state guy, Trey, Trey young, you said his name is Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, in the mock drafts that I was looking up is going to your Atlanta Falcons. And I was like, seriously, Atlanta again, like <laughs> always, always trying to pull the rug out from underneath <laughs> us and they have, um, us drafting Justin Fields, but that is so up in the air. Right. Christine. I mean, everybody, we can talk about, you know, free Pat agency yeah. and what, you know, what the Panthers are going to be doing you know, to get Deshaun Watson. I mean, it, it's kind of sus, right? It's a little yeah. suspect that we just waived all of these large players to clear up some cap space. And it's like, for what, right? Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. That's, that is exactly what we thought. I mean, we, we recently actually placed a bet. And I think it was more just sort of as some sort of compensation if we have to line up against Deshaun Watson twice a year. Mm -hmm. um, just on the back of them, you know, you releasing K1 Short, you yep. released Weverly, you know, you freed up all this money, yep. you know, to potentially go after Watson aggressively. I mean, I think the main issue is they're not. Well, Sam, yeah, I know. That's you know so I mean? funny. I always, I always joke with everybody that I'm the squeakiest of wheels, right? I'm like, do not put me on a task that you don't want me to follow up on because I'm going to fall. I'm going to leave you. I'm going to blow your phone up. I'm going to leave you like voicemails every single day. And I guarantee that's what um, the GM's doing for the Carolina Panthers, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, Houston, I know you're accepting offers for Deshaun Watson, as I put that in quote marks, but it's like, if I throw the kitchen sink at you, you know, you get your first round draft pick this year, you get our first round draft pick next year, you get Christian McCaffrey, you get, you know, whatever. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll, we'll sweeten the deal for you even more and say, throw in somebody that you overpaid, right? We've got enough cap space in yeah. order to kind of something, take more off of your plate since they're kind of moving into a rebuild year anyway. So I kind of broke it down into, you know, multiple situations, right? It's like we throw the kitchen sink at them and we get Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, we, we trade them draft picks and Christian McCaffrey, but everybody keeps using Christian McCaffrey. And I don't think the Texans really need an overpaid running back, to be honest, you know? No, and it's I mean, like, you know, the, the thing with the Texans this year as well, they haven't got a first round pick. So if I'm yeah. a Texans fan now or Texans part of that, you know, ownership, I'm, I'm literally like, let's go and get ourselves a first round pick this year. You know, the player wants out, let's get it done before free agency starts yes. so we can, you know, have some certainty for everyone yeah. you know, and just get a load of picks. You know, you, yeah. could, you could get a massive haul for, mm -hmm. for Deshaun, you know? Right. I mean, right. For sure. Looking at some I mean, of these other guys, then, if we're talking about sort of freeing up space, I mean, is there anyone that you sort of like, you know, think could be released this year? I mean, You've, you've sort of done your releases already, really. I mean, there's not that much room to free up more money. I mean, you've, you've got currently 15 million, so yeah. you're in quite a good position anyway. I mean, is there anyone here you want to move on from? Christine, you were talking about Curtis Samuel. And yeah, then I so, I, is he on this list? Uh, Curtis Samuel's a free agent next year, so, he, uh, so he's not so under contract. He'll be re-signing, yeah. Yeah, because he's the wide receiver. Because, you know, I think the Panthers this year need to focus on their offensive line. So yeah. our defense have gra has gradually gotten better, especially over this past season. You saw them improve. Offensive line just kind of stayed stuck. So I think uh, Taylor Moten, too, I think 100% we need to keep him. He's 
he's in our offensive line and we need to, like I said, that is, that is the area that we need to work on the offensive line and the quarterback. So keep him, get a new quarterback in the first round draft pick or, or eight get pick, De- but in the first round or get Deshaun Watson Yeah. or yeah. ideally that would be the best case scenario. Let's get Deshaun Watson and then I focus all of our draft picks. His name would look offense. so good on the back of a Carolina Panthers Jersey, like red and black is gaudy and <laughs> ugly, but blue and black really <laughs> just fits with our complexion. So. Agreed, Sarah. Agreed. Yeah. Just on a uh, Taylor Motion, a bit of good news for her. He's actually franchise tagged, I believe today. Um, so he's coming back. He's so signed he's the franchise yeah. tag. Wait, who got tagged today? Uh, Tyler, Tyler Moton. Nice. Oh, nice, Christine. Yeah. So we did tag um, him. Did you 15 guys? Million. See, um, and this is for our listeners that we're telling. Um, we did a um, to explain what the franchise tag was. I did a bachelor's analogy about how like great. each team has one rose. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but um, I feel like it helped me understand what a franchise tag was a little bit more too. So yeah, certainly check that out. If you, uh, if you need any help with a franchise oh, tag. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you explained it, Jimbo, you explained it to me better than I thought I knew what it was. And then I was like, <laughs> actually you're right. When, Cause when we're actually going into and looking, Oh yeah, you can just tag him. You're like, no, no mid, you can't just tag him. Cause like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right. Tag you only everyone. have one tag. And yeah. we actually yeah. were asking earlier, do you have, you don't have to use your franchise tag. No. No, I mean yeah. it's it's normally like a worst case situation if you if you can't re- renew the contract. Basically, I mean, I think the big one this year would probably be um, what's that? The Cowboys, you know, the quarterback Dak. situation there. Dak, you know, Dak he's coming on to his second year of tag this year, and next year it's going to be far too expensive to do. So they have to get this long term deal sorted out. And I think I think you will be working quite hard to get Taylor's contract sorted out extension, like you know, make it a little bit cheaper for you this year. Obviously, it's I think it shows quite a big penalty on a franchise tag, but you know, I think you'll be working out a long-term deal with him. Like you say, your line is a point yeah. you need to improve. Yeah, I think DJ Moore too. I think we need to go ahead. I mean, his rookie contract is, is ended at the end of next season. I think we should just go ahead and extend him. Um, you know, not complicate things. He's a good running, or sorry, he's a good wide receiver. Go ahead and um, re-sign him, send his contract now. Wait, I'm pretty sure somebody told me the other day that DJ Moore was the best, if not one of the best wide receivers last year. He was. DJ Moore had a good year. DJ Moore had a good year. DJ Moore was good. He is good. You've got two, you've actually got, I think it's quite, actually quite, not like a bag full of riches, but like you have Curtis Samuel, who's, who could potentially be leaving. He's not, he's he's going to be a free agent, right? And I, I, I really rate Kurt, Kurt Samuel because you can use him in a lot of ways. He's a, he's a really dicey like player. He you know you can use him on these gadget plays. He's quick enough and he can yeah. catch enough. He's really good. DJ Moore, who I think has finally grown into like being a better receiver. He had a lot of potential coming out of college. He's finally exceeding that. You then signed Ro- Robbie Anderson last year, who who, oh my who was outstanding. Who was outstanding. So you've got yeah, some weapons just, other than McCaffrey on this say- offense. Yes, not just on the field, but also off the, I mean, on the sidelines, really. The clout that Robbie Anderson brought for the Carolina Panthers is similar to what LaMelo Ball has brought the Charlotte Hornets. It's just been, he's the clout king. Like he says the funniest things in his, <laughs> in his press conferences and on the sidelines when he's mic'd up. It's amazing. So, yes, I'm a big fan of Robbie Anderson on and off the field for sure. Yeah, I think he needs, he, every fan base needs him, players. 
Yeah. He's the guy that did the Sir Purr videos, right? Whenever he was mic'd up. Oh my yeah. God. Those are, if you guys haven't seen them, we have to put them on our story. They're so funny. They're hysterical. He like looked over. So Sir Purr is the Carolina Panther. Right. Purr is our mascot, the Carolina Panther. And Robbie Anderson was mic'd up. And he was on the sideline and Sir Purr was like over in the stands and Robbie looked over at, I don't even know who was next to him. And he was like, who's that bear? And the guy looked back over him and he was like, what? And he was like, who's that bear? And he was like, uh, that's Sir Purr. He's like, that's what you call him. He's like, that's his name. Sir Purr. It's the Carolina pit. He's like, Oh, Sir Purr. And we were like, yeah, like Sir Purr. So anyway, it's hysterical. Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I have to get someone to explain that to him a little bit better. But yeah, I yeah. think at least he got there in the end. But like, like you said, Jim, it's always good to have someone like that. Because it's always yeah. a morale booster as well with someone like that. Especially, I think wide receivers are more or less like that. We used to have that in Roddy White. I used to love Roddy's mic'd up. They were just like the best things ever. So it's oh always my God. good to have someone yes. like that. I know. Roddy yes. White was the best mic'd up guy ever. I loved it. Right. So it was so Right. Good. And then I mean, Mike Davis. Yeah. Sorry. And then Mike Davis. No, no, I was literally going to say Mike Davis, funny enough. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Davis, you know, kind of stepped in for Christian McCaffrey. Right. And I have a couple of notes under Mike Davis. So I said, if we keep Teddy and we draft a quarterback and we keep McCaffrey, Davis is gone. But if we get Deshaun Watson, McCaffrey has been in talks to be part of that trade. Right. So we may potentially look into re-signing Mike Davis. And I mean, he's a very consistent, he runs very hard. I feel like he's got a lot of years left in him. So he showed up whenever he needed to show up. I think he, right. he did a, yeah, he did great. And we met his family, which is kind of cool. And we have a soft spot in our hearts because we sat right behind his fiance whenever we went to the Panthers game and yeah. we knew immediately, I mean, the whole family was wearing Davis jerseys and I was like, Sarah, Look at that rock on her I was going to say her ring was like this big. It, it was, was like I this was blinded. Far. I was blinded. Yeah, when you say her, say her we field. Like, yeah, I was like, like she's definitely engaged to one of the players, and yeah. I'm going to guess it's Davis. Yeah. <laughs> they, they all have like the jerseys. And I think, you know, you touched upon there, like, you know, you might bring Davis back if you move on from McCaffrey. I mean, that's, that's why I think you're going to be so aggressive in getting this trade done at the moment. You know, you need right. to know what's happening with that trade before he just yeah. ends up being able to negotiate with everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And so when free agency starts March, when? Uh, it's soon. 17th, I, I want to say. 17th, I was going to say. Yeah, 15th or 17th. It's about, I think it's one of them two dates. Yeah. About like a so little it's, it's over a, a week. Yeah, it's not yeah. far away now. And and all these rumours of everyone, I mean, you know, I mean, I think the problem is with this is Sean Watson saga in general is there's been mm -hmm. so many sources of all these different things, which we found hilarious. Some of them are just, they just amaze me because like Houston are in a real mess right now anyway. You know, their best player and probably one of the best players they've ever had at bar, JJ Watt. JJ Watt's now gone. Deshaun right. Watson wants to go. And you've got a point of where there, there's rumours of basically they've got loads of phone calls. Sorry, Mitch, you just and, broke up. Is he gone? Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you're back. Yeah. So exactly. you said right, J.J. Okay. Watt just left. J.J. Watt just left. Deshaun Watson wants to go, and you've got, like, probably, I don't even know how many messages are on their answering machine. Like, I bet there's a ton. Because apparently oh, yeah. they're not they're not answering anyone. That's yeah. what the issue is. I think teams are going to get frustrated. Cause it's like, and I think Houston fans as well, because we've had a Houston fan already on the show, and you just do not want to frustrate the fan base enough that it is. It's like, look, he's not, he doesn't want to be there. 
If you're going to yeah. get some compensation, just get some compensation out of a team like yourselves, who I think you'll give up a lot for him to right. move forward. Otherwise, it, it, they're just a shambles at the moment. So that's why Turn it's really frustrating. around, right? I mean, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Why? I just read an article before we hopped on about how um, the Houston Texans coach coaching staff has said they will sit Deshaun Watson for an entire year before they let him go. And I'm like, you're going <laughs> to pay him how many millions of dollars to sit on your, like, it just it's seems like it's it. like a, no, nope, I'm not going to do it. Right. Like my back <laughs> up against the wall and I'm not going to, I'm not going to trade him also, because I don't want to. Silly. They say that though, until somebody, I feel like presents something that they just can't turn down. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like, it, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of talk. I don't know. I can't imagine yeah. they're going to sit him down for the whole season and pay him all that money for him not to play. He doesn't want to be there. You know, it's, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. And I think, you know, you do increase your negotiating by doing that and making a move. But there comes to a point where teams just go, I'll tell you what, then forget it. We're not going to come after him anymore because you're just not, yeah. you know, it's there's got to be some ball. sort of leeway about it, hasn't there? There's got to be some well, sort of... like you said, we've got a week and a half, people. You know, maybe yeah. a week, maybe a week and a half. I think March 17th is the day, you know, that free agency starts. So you've got to make up your mind. You've got to decide similar with the whole, you know, Dak situation in the franchise tag. It's like, what are you waiting for? Like, well, we'll find out soon on that. The franchise, they have to have that in by tomorrow at four o'clock. Yeah. So find out soon. We shall So it's not long. Yeah. Think, I mean, um, I think this is it. I'm I'm so, so, I think the problem is we'll lead into the draft a little bit now because I'm so sold that the fact that, I just can't see a bet. I think for a fit, as much as it pains me to say it, I think Deshaun Watson will fit into Carolina well. So I just, I, I've, I've, you know, we've done our first mock draft and I've been going through some others, but I'm like, I'm so sold on Deshaun Watson going, which means you most likely won't have the eighth overall pick. That's right. For this year's draft. So I it's very difficult. Yeah. I struggled with this question because of that. Right. It's like, I have like so many different scenarios listed on my sheet here. And it's just like, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I think their strategic moves to clear up some cap space by waving, you know, Trey Boston, K1 short, whoever that third person was that you were just talking about, you know, opens up cap for us to go after Deshaun Watson. I just, you know, it's like, there's all this talk, all these things that are happening. And then we just have ghosts, right? We don't hear anything for a yeah. while. So I haven't wrapped my head around getting a rookie quarterback yet. And I don't think that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, my scenario, if we do draft a rookie quarterback is that we keep Teddy, whether he's a starting quarterback or whether he's yeah. the backup quarterback, I don't know, but I can't wrap my head around us not getting to Sean Watson, in which case I don't even care about the draft. You know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the third round, whatever we'll grow them. We'll make them nice and meaty and we'll protect Deshaun Watson. But I mean, honestly, like it's hard for me to think about a draft when I'm so focused and Christine and I are so focused yeah. on getting to Sean Watson, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the bonus for you is if you do get a rookie QB, like you touched upon earlier, Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect backup. Yeah. yeah so, is. you know, he could really be helpful for a rookie guy. I mean, you can't really release him. It's going to bring you 15 million dead cap. If yeah. you release him, just, you might as well keep him as your backup. You know, you might as right. well keep him yeah. and give that court, rookie quarterback a little bit of, Anyway, I mean, for me, I think if you are going rookie in a draft, I think you're going to have to trade up. You know, yeah. there's, there's probably five quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round this year. You know, I think 
two of them are going to go first. Trevor Lawrence is going to go first by the looks of things. Zach Wilson right. probably second. And you've probably got sort of Justin Fields, Trey Lance and Mac Jones to sort of pick between, haven't you, really? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I, I mean, just, you know, growing up a Panthers fan, um, you know, Jake, I think Jake DeLome, right? He was kind of in the heyday. You probably don't know him, but he was, you know, who took us to um, our first Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes. Um, And then Cam Newton obviously took us to our second, but um, we, you know, haven't had a quarterback like Mac Jones since Jake DeLome. And so, and our offensive coordinator really has, you know, our offense set up for a mobile quarterback. Mm. Um, And so as much as people are like, you're going to have to trade up, you know, Justin Fields, blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's necessarily the worst fit in the world. I definitely think um, the Trey guy, I keep forgetting his last name out of North Dakota yeah, State. Trey Lance, yeah. Thank Trey you. Lance, yeah. Yes. He, 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 mm, I think an option a, there. Yeah. 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 yeah I, mean, I, I, I really like Mac Jones, but like you say, I think you are really set up for an athletic quarterback like yes. a filter or Trey Lance, you know, right. more so. Right, for sure. And then, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Christine, you can touch on this a little bit. He's not... Um, really happy with the Carolina Panthers at the moment. Um, there's not really been much talk about it, um, but he... except for the fact that he just unfollowed them on Instagram, and everybody <laughs> wants to know why. Yeah. What happened? Well, what there was happened? All, yeah, there was all this PR. You know, Christian McCaffrey went on some radio show and had a conversation about Teddy Bridgewater, and nobody was singing Teddy's praises, but nobody was was you know, bashing him either. And I think he really read into all of this PR and was like, you know, they don't like me. They don't think I'm good enough and they're going to get rid of me. So why would I give them my time? So the scenario of him being a backup quarterback is like, okay, I think he wants out, you know, and then, and then what? Right. And so it's like, if we don't get Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's, he's gone if we do. So it's just like, I don't know. There's so many scenarios that could happen. And yeah. I just don't see Teddy really being happy with the Panthers as a whole, especially if we pick up a new quarterback and start that new quarterback in front of Teddy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's just an important point there that he did unfollow you. So I think you're going to have to replace him in some way, Yeah, you know, yeah. whenever he becomes your backup and he's happy to do that, probably not, but, you are going to have to... I mean, what have you heard about this unfollowing? Is you, I mean, you're local to it. Have you heard any sort of rumours of why he's Rumbling. done it? Or, yeah, um, I mean... I think, like I said, I think it had to do with the PR around, you know, I, Christian McCaffrey notably came on and said something, yeah. um, and Matt Rule was asked about him. And if you listen to the interviews, I listened to snippets from a couple of them. They're not glaringly like he's terrible, but they're not glaringly like he's our quarterback for next year, right? It's like we are working through some things. We obviously had a lot of change last year was just kind of a transition year for us. They weren't, you know, singing Teddy's praises. And I guess that's what he was looking for. So that's really been as far as the grumble and the, you know, around Charlotte, that's kind of really it. There's not much else. Teddy's a very quiet guy and there's really not much else said except for that unfollow, which is like literally the pettiest thing. And I, (laughs) I mean, I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong, Teddy. I'm very petty Petty too. Come on, (laughs) come on. Could at least come out and tell us why, right? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, reason. I'm going to annoy a lot of QBs here, but I think they're probably used to being told their whole life they're the best player on the team, they're the best thing, you know, oh. like, through high school and everything, you know, everyone. A thousand percent. Yes, definitely. So, I mean, they have a complex, right? I yeah. mean, I, it reminds me um, of the Aaron, um, oh my gosh, Aaron Rodriguez documentary about how, I don't know if you guys watched it, but it was like all about how when he grew up, everybody, like you said, Keg, I mean, they just blessed the ground that he walked on, right? They yeah. kissed it. They were bowing down yeah. to him. Everything that he did was right. They got out of trouble. You know, th nothing that they did wrong was ever wrong. Um, and so it's like, you know, they have these complexes to your point and it's like, they get their feelings hurt so easy. Um, and it's like, sorry, you're a professional athlete. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you have a job to do. And if yeah. you're not going to be the best at that job, then people are going to talk about it. And unfortunately it's just the position that you're in. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that they've paid them $22 million last year would probably be enough for me to say they they like you a little bit, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Well, they at least believed in you before yeah. the season, right? I think yeah. they believed in you before you came in, and now you were just, unfortunately, like a little bit less than mediocre. And we didn't yeah. tank for Trevor, but we didn't, <laughs> you know, but we aren't, you know, we, um, I mean, aren't, it, you know, we, we weren't in the playoffs either. So yeah. we were just It kind could of be worse being a Jets fan. I mean... Oh, I went the whole God. season Nothing losing. Nothing could be worse than being we were a Jets just, fan. It was hilarious, wasn't it? I mean, the fan oh, base on Twitter. <laughs> we broke that down. Nothing could be worse than being a Jets fan. Yeah, I have a, one of my friends is a Jets fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we we I mean, broke that yeah. down on one of our podcasts and. Um, you know, why is everybody talking about the Jets? They won a game. Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And so we told them you know, all about yeah. how the draft, you know, the draft yeah. orders and basically, you know, that win took yeah. them out of contention um, of getting Trevor Lawrence. But I also kind of brought a different perspective. And I was like, a lot of these guys are ending their contracts with the Jets at exactly. the end of this year. And they couldn't care any less about Trevor Lawrence, right? It's like, I don't care about him. I need a job at the end of this. Yeah. And if I play like doo-doo, then nobody's going to want to pick me up and yeah. I'm a professional athlete, right? That's how I make right. my money. So it's, it's difficult for these players to like officially take. Yeah. I think that's a good point. You know, I mean, the only players that are the ones that are, you know, guaranteed a deal and even them, they're still playing for their futures. You know, that exactly. tape is still going to get brought up in the future. So yeah. the fan base can't expect a team to lose. They, they've got to expect their team to go and try and win every time. Yes. You might necessarily want it, but you've got to expect them to do that. Yes. But Jets fans, you know, yeah. I always joke it's, you know, New New York, New Jersey are, is just a different type of, of fan if you will. Um, and so they don't really see through the muck. They're not really seeing through, um, you know, the reasoning behind it. They're like, I don't care about any of these players. We wanted Trevor, you know, they saw the light at the end of the tunnel that was zoop quickly turned off um, as soon as they won that game. So there's no talking them out of a tizzy, but we were trying to kind of bring in, like I said, a different perspective. So, yeah. We've, yeah. we've got a Jets fan on next Monday, so that'll be interesting to uh, Oh, so nice. <laughs> that'll that. be exciting. That'll be funny. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, I mean, moving on through this draft, I mean, is there anyone else you should sort of after apart from a quarterback? I mean, if you get to Sean, you know, say say you don't go to Sean, say you go someone else, go a different way like Darnold maybe, and you get him a little bit cheaper. I know you haven't really been rumoured to go after Darnold or anything, but any other positions you sort of like, any other players you like in this draft, any receivers or? I'm going to be honest. I haven't even looked yeah. that far. I mean, yeah, I into I like 
you know, the, I mean, I'm assuming, right, that we're not going to have our first round draft pick if we get Deshaun Watson. And so at that point, it's like, you know, the scenarios can be all over the freaking place. And so um, I think Christine's right. I mean, if we get Deshaun Watson, we really have to make sure that our offensive line is stacked. Um, I think our defense is, you know, coming off of a year of basically being like all rookies and Shaq Thompson, you know, stepped into the role of leading the defense last year. And I think, you know, he, he signed to a longer contract. So I think we'll, we'll continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball, I think if, if I would say anybody, I would say, you know, whoever a second round draft pick offensive lineman is, if we have Deshaun Watson in the first, or, you know, obviously if we don't have a first round draft pick because of Deshaun, that we really want to make sure that we can stack our offensive line and um and protect Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a really good point as well because even if you've got a rookie QB, he needs even more protection, you know what I mean? So yeah, I that's think right. You're right in saying that offensive line really is the is the way to go. I mean if we look at free agency this year for offensive line, I mean I know Mitch you sort of touched upon a couple of guys here that you really liked at guard. Some it of the cheaper guys. More, yeah. It's just more for me. Obviously, you got um, Taylor Motton, obviously, now has done his franchise tag, so he's fine. Obviously, he played really well last year. He was, like, the one bright spot on that line. Like, he was good. Like, really good yeah. at right tackle. Yeah. Um, you got you got Paradis at centre, who I don't think is worth giving up on yet. I think like, he played okay. You know, he had a decent grade, but it's a bit more like, right, you know, you're not going to want to get rid of completely everyone other than Motton because it's a complete rebuild of the line, and that's never good. You know, you're going to want to have some familiar faces in there. Um, the one guy that I've, I've always liked to um, at guard is um, Joe Fooney, who just been released by the Patriots. Now he was on like a bigger contract, but I don't think he's going to get that this time round. I think he'll just get, you could probably get him for cheaper and he can play left guard or right guard. And I think having, you know, just, a bit, he is an experienced offensive lineman. That's what I like about it. And the fact yep. that he's a bit more of a veteran, he's got a winning pedigree as well. He's played in New England, you know, he's, he's, he's got some rings. So that's always not a bad mentality to bring either. He's the only player that really like stood out to me. I think, you know, other sort of positions, like you said, defensively, I think you'll get there. I think the only issue was, like I say, other than Shaq Thompson, maybe someone like another rotational linebacker, you know, just to sort of help out. So obviously losing um, Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley is always going to hurt. Um, but yeah, I think someone may be like that because I think your defensive line's young but it's it's got yeah. potential like this that's right players on that line there's definitely players on that line. that's right last um, year so. was definitely as much as it was a one of these years where it went up and down and we had you know we had four games in a row where we won and we had some hope and then we lost what felt like 50 games in a row um <laughs> and all of that hope got flushed down the toilet you know <laughs> the one thing that i can say is that our you know offense looked good and was definitely, you know, rebuilding, but the defense more so than anything was, you know, really working together as a team and trying to figure out, you know, who works with who, who's leading who, you know, who the power players are, who's leading the locker room. So it was a very rebuild year for them. And so I do think, um, you know, without knowing too much of the details of who's coming up for free agency and, 
Um, I just know Shaq Thompson sticking around and he's been a staple in the Charlotte community. People are, you know, he's trying to, not, he's not going to, I don't think ever reach that Luke Keekley status, yeah. but I do think he's, he's, he's striving for it, right? He's trying to build the team around him. Yeah. I think he did a good job last year. And so I think we'll see, um, you know, maybe a few players that we'll pick up in free agency. Maybe we'll draft a couple later in the draft, whatever. But I do think that our defense, um, you know, just from seeing us last year, a lot of us, you know, a lot of them are kind of sticking around and we'll see them, um, you know, improve even more this year. Yeah. I mean, I think you touched upon the community work there and that's always really good to see because you just know they want to stay with you. You know, they, you know, love playing in Carolina and stuff. So I think that's massive really to yeah. have from your players. Delay of game. Five yard penalty. I mean, yeah, massive. so what other sort of areas was it made you sort of, so you've said about the linebackers, I think, like we've touched upon, and, and yeah. as um, Sam and Chris have touched on, the offensive line is a big thing here. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've, I don't see, you know, unless it's depth pieces, the offensive line should be the, you know, other than making money for Deshaun Watson, if it happens, which we're planning on thinking it's going to happen. But obviously, if you're going to guess, <laughs> you guys, fingers crossed, I'm not. But I still <laughs> think it's going to... I still think it's going to happen anyway. We do get the compensation, don't we? We do get the, the bet winning, so... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's still not making me smile if it happens. I can just no. see the breaking news come up on Instagram and I'm just going to be, like, probably crying. So, <laughs> deep down. Well, yeah, Midge will cry. We'll be crying happy tears. They'll be happy yeah. tears. That's right. I'll expect the messages, don't worry, because then I'll just be like, great, <laughs> we've got to play Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. I was like, great, that's the vision over, so... <laughs> Um, so if we, if that, we move yeah, on to like, like a uh, way too early prediction for next year, I mean, we've done this in every episode. Now, I wanted to do quite an interesting one here. I think we should do one with Deshaun Watson and without Deshaun Watson. Okay. So, you know, like a prediction of your record next year. Okay. With, with and without. Our beat's very early, but we've done this with every other episode. Okay. I mean, it's, it's 17 games next year, so I think they are increasing uh, by one, I believe. So um, I didn't know that. A, I didn't know that either. It's not I been completely that, confirmed, but it's it's pretty much yeah, just to increase revenue and stuff. Basically. So an eighteen, like an eighteen week season, with they still going to do one by? Still the bye week, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's not completely confirmed, but it's sort of. I think it's going to very much by leaning towards of, that. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay, and that, do you think that's just in case things get? Um, like, well, they, they talked or? about doing it because obviously. So they brought in the extra playoff game as well. And I think that's just basically to in increase revenue. I mean, the higher the revenue goes, the higher the cap goes, you know, everyone wins. Right, you know? right. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so based off of a 17-game season, if we have – Christine, I'll do – do you want to do with Deshaun Watson or without? Let's each do one. Um, I'll do – I'll do with Deshaun Watson. All right, you do with first and then I'll do without. Okay, so we went 5-11 and 11 last season – I think with Deshaun Watson, if we get a solid, if we get some solid men to protect Deshaun Watson, I think we'll go, I think we'll go 10 and seven. Okay. I think it's going to take them a little bit to get to, I don't think we're going to have a, a yeah. super amazing season, but I think it's going to be a good season and a much better season than what we had last year. If we have Deshaun Watson. We've just got to beat. 
I mean, I think Atlanta is going to kind of go through a transition year next year. So I'm just thinking through the NFC South, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's a yeah. it's a tough division. You know, obviously yeah. the Bucks won it last year. The Saints are always good. I think they're going to be worse next year. I think so. Oh, Brady, you know. And if you too think, Sarah, like we, you know, we went five and eleven last season, but all of those, all our, our losses were so close. They weren't right. like epic wipeouts, right? Yeah. We were so they the games were always like one possession losses. The so one that sticks out in my head is the Kansas city chiefs. We were like, I think we only oh. lost to the chiefs by like three points. Like it was yes. a very oh. close. Yeah. They, they gave us a scare. They gave us the a scare as well. Cats. I thought they were going to beat us at one. I thought we were going to beat them at one point. It was towards yeah. the end of the season. And I was like, please do not let Kansas <laughs> lose. To oh, us Atlanta had some seriously <laughs> epic losses. That's never, that's never changed for a long, <laughs> Time. I mean, we oh good thing for us as well. Next year, we've got to play the NFC East, which obviously is oh. the worst division in football. So that's a bonus for us next year. Yeah, um, makes the schedule a lot easier. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got we've both obviously got similar schedules, but it's yeah, not the end of the world next year. Right, right. I know. I'm just saying, is yeah. you know, is ten and seven going to make us a playoff contender? I don't know. Right, we're mm. kind of going to be right on that border. I think. Yeah, around the past. Um, you know, the NFC South with Tom Brady and the NFC South, yeah. unfortunately, um, you know, they're going to have a very solid record. Um, typically we're all pretty even, um, but we've got to be elite, right? We've got to be a really good team in order to win the NFC South or at least get that wild card spot. So without Deshaun Watson, um, I think, you know, it'll be a better transition year, but I think we'll be right in at 500 or maybe even a little bit one game under 500 um since an odd number of games you know what will be eight and nine um i would say i think yeah i don't know what's happening with teddy if he does stay as our stay at our backup i think there's going to be some locker room issues even though yeah. he's known for his locker room um, and kind of yeah. keeping the team together i do think um with all the drama that's happened during the offseason you know the last month or so with teddy i just don't think he's going to be happy as a carolina panther um yeah. And then obviously, you know, if we get a rookie quarterback, we get a rookie quarterback. I always think about Baker Mayfield. I mean, it took him a couple years, right? Yeah. And now he's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, I think he'll get a mega contract, hopefully with the Browns. Who knows? They've been fun to watch. Um, but there's not really ever going to be a quarterback that comes straight out of college. That's like, you know, unless your name's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Takes your team. <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, a quarterback or to um, a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I, I think Mahomes is the only one. Yeah, we'll be one game under 500 if we don't get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think both of them are very fair predictions. You know, rookie quarterbacks are always going to be tough to, to play with for a year. You're sort of building for the future, really, with them, aren't you? Especially, as you say, your line isn't completely up to scratch as well. So, I'm yep. sort of a little bit biased against you, obviously, being a Falcon. But I've sort of got your dad as sort of five or six wins without Deshaun. And like you say, sort of 10 with. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> but then if I ask you how many it's wins fun. you got for the Falcons next year, I bet you're sort of similar, aren't you? <laughs> I would say who cares. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for one jib coming up. Um, it, but I'm in the same place as you, Keg, because if, depend, with, if Watson's there, I'm worried because... LB, even if you don't have okay, the you know, I, I think this offensive line is obviously going to take more than one season to fix. So 
you've got to take that into account as well. But even with Deshaun Watson, I mean, look, he's played under horrendous lines at Houston anyway, so he's sort of used to that. I was um, going to so, say, he's very you know, mobile. Yeah, he can weave, oh, weave his way, right? Hopefully. He's amazing. He's he's arguably, I mean, he's in my top five bracket. Oh, I, I love him. He's he's amazing, and he and he really does elevate a team, you know. Yeah. And, and Houston were, you know, they just, just just handled him wrong, you know. So it's such a shame. But if he moves to, you know, I think he would think Carolina. So if he goes, I feel like a double digits is definitely there, a hundred percent. A ten plus win is definitely plausible if the defense uh, plays well enough, which I think is more than capable. You've got a lot of potential on that defense. That's yeah. a younger defense as well, so which obviously scares me a little bit. And obviously, like I said, you, you, you offensively, you'll have weapons even if McCaffrey's not there and, and part of that trade deal, yeah. you know. But yeah. I am a little bit, I am a little bit worried. I think let's just say, I mean, the most popular mocks is having Justin Fields, and I think the problem is with Justin Fields, from what I've been hearing and what I've watched, he's everyone's been saying he's going to be that type of quarterback that needs to sit for a year, a bit like what Patrick Mahomes did. You know, he sat behind Alex Smith in Kansas City for a year and then blew the league up, you know. So I think it's going to take a while if it's someone like Justin Fields to, to settle. And like you said, it depends what Teddy does, if Teddy's there or not. Yeah. It, it, it's difficult. But I think I think five, six wins without Watson, but 100% it's in double-digit brackets if he's there. It's not 100%. I can't see it any oh other way. We need a win. We need Deshaun Watson. And I know. We need a blockbuster deal, right? Yeah. We, we yeah. need yeah. the Carolina Panthers are due for a blockbuster deal, right? It's our time. You know, we, I think it's our time, right? That's definitely yeah. some, something a fan would say, right? I mean, we yeah. deserve it as a fan. We need a blockbuster <laughs> deal. We need somebody big. Um, and so I feel like this is the perfect scenario, right? It's like the perfect situation that we have the cap space, you know, we can move Deshaun Watson to Carolina, obviously move some things around, lose some big players, whatever, and make it happen. So hopefully we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully in the coming weeks anyway, to see if whatever happens actually happens. Yes. So, because I'm sure all the fans are just buzzing for something to happen with that. But on that note, Christine, Sarah, thank you very, very much for joining us. It's been an absolute great episode and been great to chat with you today. Really appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting with us today. You guys are the best. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we had a great time. Good, good. Glad you did. Thank you very much, girls. So, guys, I'll be putting everything up in terms of Christine and Sarah's socials and its sports. Sis, definitely check the podcast out. And we've still got to cover how many, if you can, um, uh, okay, how many episodes left to go through all, all, the, all the teams at the moment? <laughs> oh. Uh, it's still a lot okay so we've got a lot of episodes coming up so keep an eye out for that thank you very much for listening guys take care stay safe and catch you soon